It feels quite serendipitous that you are tired for the episode where I'm going to have the most to say. Isn't that good? Why do you seem mad at me? I don't know. It feels targeted. <laughs> Why is it annoying? I don't know, because it feels personal. <laughs> Look, in my defense... It feels, it feels mean. In my defense, like, I'm tired. But also, <laughs> I started doing my research, and I... I thought it'd be funny to come in with train facts right. and then realize how boring trains are. <laughs> I didn't have enough coffee this morning. So I was studying trains and my mini game is also boring. So everything <laughs> that I've been doing for the past three hours has been very, very boring. <laughs> and I'm also tired. Some of those were your choices. So then I was like, oh, I'll make hot chocolate. That'll be fun. But then we both were tired. So we got we got coffee I, It was instead. less that I was tired and more that I was like, we need to try Phil's coffee. You wanted to try your brother's coffee shop and I needed coffee. <laughs> we're trying Phil's coffee. We're now we're here. It's Mine's, um, mine's chocolatey. It's kind of like hot chocolate. What would you give it out of a five? If you were to put this on your letterbox. letterbox. Like a 3.5. Definitely not a four. Yeah, no, definitely not a four. Let me see some movies that I've given a 3.5 in the past That year. scores better than Violent Night on your letterbox. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Yeah, it is. Um, I think three and a half puts it around. It's definitely above Lightyear. I would put it below Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, I've only had one drink from them. Right. But I like espresso. Drip coffee always has kind of a sour taste to it that I don't like. See, I like drip coffee. For me, sometimes um, like espresso stuff is too much milk. I don't want to pay for drip coffee. I guess. And I think it's because I worked for Starbucks. But So this, this coffee for me is ranking around The Lost City starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. Around Thor Love and Thunder. Interesting. That had a three and a half. A th- Why did you push the door open more? Thor, love, and thunder level of coffee. Yeah, where it's like... A Taika Waititi production level. Where, no, well, hold on. Where it's like, I enjoy it and I enjoy my time here, but I'm not necessarily going to ache to have it again. It took so long for it to get here, first of all. Well, that's not that's not Phil's fault. I'd like that you put it at yourself. That's not, <laughs> it's not, not your fault. You're no, correct. stop yelling at me. <laughs> Well, no, I know. So, like, I guess if we're... Because <laughs> the whole experience of coffee is also, like, the convenience of being able to get it. Yeah. I would put this... You up, are the one who decided to DoorDash it. Absolutely put this above Dunkin'. Well, if we want to go get it, we'd have to drive 20 minutes. 10 minutes. There and back. Are we going to stay at the Phil's? <laughs> are we going to record at the Phil's Coffee? We could. I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize we were staying there from now on. I want everyone listening to play <laughs> my favorite game. <laughs> cabinets in my kitchen are open i want to die (laughs) i didn't intend to play this game i just looked over and it was more than i anticipated there's been a weird tension between us ever since we played uno last night (laughs) it's because we played uno and natalie would put down a draw four and i in a moment of like in a moment of self-preservation would also put down a draw four so that i wouldn't have to draw four and then the poor you know, girl to my left had to draw eight. And it was solely blamed on me and not on Natalie at all. Well, and it would happen after I did a draw two that you then had to double and give to Sid as well. Yes. So every time Sid- every time you put down a draw card for me, I would also have a draw card. Yeah. And so I would put one down. And so unfortunately, Sid got the short end of that stick. But I, I'm sorry, do I look like a fucking weenie? Do I look like I'm just going to take it and not put down my one and only defense? Um, this is definitely above Duncan. Yeah. I don't like Duncan coffee. I don't either. So that's why. Dunkin' Dunkin' coffee is only good if you're getting iced coffee and if you don't like the taste of coffee. I'm trying to think like coffee bean and tea leaf. Like where would I put it? I wouldn't. I put this above coffee bean and tea leaf. I'm trying to tell. But I also prefer like for them, for me, their lattes taste weird. Their lattes do taste weird. I think there's something weird about 
both of these coffees. And so I would rather have this over a The other thing, too, is that I guess my thing is everyone's like, oh, fuck Starbucks. But these drinks are just as expensive as a Starbucks drink. Oh, yeah. So I'm like... I never said fuck Starbucks. No, I know. But a lot of people are like, I'm sure... Stop yelling at me. I'm sure your brother would be very frustrated with me. But at least there's a consistency with Starbucks. And like... Yeah. Whereas Dunkin'... Um, Dunkin'? Your, your, your iced coffee either tastes like heaven on earth or a literal like bath water. Dunkin' is literally like... It's like a 70-30 split as to whether or not it'll be... <laughs> coffee? A coffee or if they messed up and hit like the toxic waste button. <laughs> Merry Christmas again. Oh, <laughs> no, what happened here? <laughs> I I looked down for one second. Is that a mint sprig? This isn't my coffee, yeah. <laughs> okay. I was not expecting there to be a whole twig in my coffee. It's, it's, it's the stem of a mint leaf, I believe. It's a long one. <laughs> and it has no leaves on it. It really threw me off. I thought that I put a coffee... It's longer than the stopper. I thought I put a stirrer in here by accident. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Now, this, this variable now might have influenced my rating. <laughs> now, where would you rank this on, you know, getting this coffee or being a poor kid who apparently Santa doesn't give presents to? Okay, yo, look, I, even as a child, I think the thing that really tipped me off to there being no Santa was the fact that poor kids, poor kids don't get anything. Annie, too. She's like, no Santa. And yo. I'm like, Santa's skipping orphans? <laughs> That's why Annie helped draft the New Deal. Do you know about that? Sorry, I was drinking the liquid part of my coffee that wasn't a twig. Um, um, so the New Deal? From, yeah. In, in Annie, they have a song called A New Deal for Christmas. Yeah. And it's like low-key implied that Annie inspires FDR New Deal to write the New Deal. Which one? There were two. Oh, fucking no, dude. <laughs> I'm trying to transition somehow. That year? Well, we got to do our normal check-ins, you know? The Please huge. don't give us a video game update. There isn't one. I know. That's the update. <laughs> What have we done, though, in the past week? There's been stuff, I'm sure. We saw the Kelly Clarkson show. Oh, yeah, show. we went to Kelly Clarkson yesterday. We literally yesterday. saw Kelly Clarkson yesterday. We just yesterday. saw Kelly. We just saw our friend Kelly. We just saw Kelly Clarkson. Singer of one of the best Christmas songs of all time, I Ke- think. Kelly Clarkson, who, as I went to bed, I was like, that's going to be the worst episode ever, I feel like. Like, what? we were a bad audience, and honestly, not a great lineup of guests. No, I think Machine Gun Kelly... Must um, have canceled. I think, he can- I think he was supposed to be on, and he canceled. So she's yeah. like, okay, let's get the woman from Access Hollywood. Yeah. But in the first week of the new year, if you're watching the Kelly Clarkson show, and you see us in the audience... We weren't actually that happy and excited to be there. We just wanted to win free shit, and then they didn't give any free shit away. We wanted to win free shit, and they made very clear to us that if you were not enthusiastic, you had no chance at winning free shit. If you see us in the audience of the Kelly Clarkson show, understand that I (laughs) was not that enthused or excited by what was being said, but I also didn't think I was doing an impeccable job of acting. I was just sitting there kind of zoned out a little, being like, ha-ha, yeah, yeah. They told us we had to smile and nod yeah. to everything. Which I did do, including when one of the guests went, yeah, be aware of breast cancer, especially if it's in your genes. And that I was went, so weird. And I went, this feels really targeted. It was actually an interesting story, which is that seven of my bridesmaids were diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was like... And she was like, go get your mammograms. And I'm I was like... Nodding. And I'm I was like, like, ma'am, I have to get bi-yearly mammograms and ultrasounds starting when I'm 25. I don't need you to tell me No this. one clapped when I hoped people would clap. I really thought like everyone get your mammograms would have been like a good place for an audience clap. I've seen enough reality, like uh, like talk show stuff. I've seen enough Dr. Phil. <laughs> Dr. Phil, I think, is its own beast. How does Dr. Phil... We got to go see an episode of Dr. Phil. They clap at every other thing Dr. Phil says. <laughs> Well, a, a normal show will have like an applause sign. Like if they had yeah. an applause sign, that would have been a lot easier. No, they for just us. had Ruben. 
Also, if I'm clapping weird, don't be mad at me. Because they also made a point at the very beginning to say, here's how you should clap. And then I was very self-conscious about my clapping. <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. Have we done anything Christmassy? I don't think so. We have a tree. We do have a tree. We had a tree last time we recorded. We put a Pikachu on top of our tree. <laughs> we have a Santa Pikachu that I put on top of the tree as our little tree topper. A little Santa Pikachu? Um, I don't know. It's so weird doing Christmas in, in um, Hollywood, but yeah. in Cal- I don't know how anyone does this when they live here. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you just get used to it, I guess. It sucks. Oh, I went to Disneyland. I saw Disneyland Christmas. You did see Disneyland Christmas. It was very nice. I'm like a whole Ebenezer Scrooge lately. I don't know why. <laughs> I've been in like a I, bad I will mood. neither confirm nor deny these accusations Ever since made. December started, I've been in a bad mood. <laughs> um, Delaney's also been mean to me. I have not. A little. I, been some. I did not. <laughs> I Mr. Did. Electric. <laughs> I did not. Send him to the principal's <laughs> office and have him expelled. <laughs> you, were, you were excited for us to do this movie. I, I was excited at one point in my life for most things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I felt excitement in a minute. Okay. Everything annoys me. I don't know why. I, like, feel bad. I'm like, I don't know. I also will not take 100% responsibility because things are also annoying. Well, now I feel this. No, don't look so mopey. No. No. (laughs) Cuddle. (laughs) Growling like a dog. Cuddle. Cuddle, cuddle, cuddle. Cuddle, cuddle. There's a whole ass leaf. (laughs) What is this? I don't mind the flavor of the drink, but the concept is confusing. <laughs> there is a whole leaf poking out of the mouth hole of this drink. I can't get it out without chewing it. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Push it down. But then it'll just come back up. I'll drink all my coffee through the leaf. If you're a Phil's coffee representative, we, 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 we do enjoy your beverages. Now, hold on. They can pay us to say that. <laughs> If they want to sponsor us, I'll drink all the leaves and twigs they want. And this is a whole twig. (laughs) I I, I gotta say, honestly, no jokes. This is unacceptable. (laughs) This is, I think, a three inch long stem. (laughs) Like that could be the length of someone's dick. Yeah, soft? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't believe that I got dick in my drink. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. Do not know. Bill's coffee put a whole dick in my drink. Welcome to Stop Beer Ruining It. <laughs> and, and you know what's ruining so Oh, she's eating the leaf. <laughs> I was going to say, you know what's ruining it is those leaves. But are there more? <laughs> There's a whole plant in this drink. <laughs> Welcome to Stop Beer Ruining It. This is a podcast about movies and also <laughs> coffee, I guess. I'm Delaney and I like movies and coffee. <laughs> Natalie is currently incapacitated. <laughs> this is a whole three-inch stem with leaves. She's Natalie. She doesn't like movies. And My she name also is Natalie. I do not. What the fuck is and this? And she also doesn't like... She put the whole thing in her mouth. <laughs> I want to suck the coffee off. She also doesn't like whole mint leaves in her coffee. This is just fascinating. Like, so do they have to get fresh mint delivered every day and then just chop it up and put it... You know who I could ask? This is crazy. This this twig is longer than this twig. And it has, let's count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven leaves of mint on it. Um, yeah, I'm Natalie. I do not. You already said that. It's okay. Let me finish my sentence. You didn't know what I was saying. Okay, you do not I do what? not what? You don't, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I lost it. my train of thought. <laughs> train. What a beautiful sight. No! 
What a perfect, I just really, I've solved it, guys. <laughs> what movie are we doing? Good question. Apparently we're doing the Phil's Coffee experience. It takes, it takes a few minutes sometimes for me to amp up. Um, this week we're talking about the Polar Express. Personally, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. It's a good movie. Uh, yeah. Well, and I think that's going to be most of uh, this episode, is that this is a very uh, divisive movie. I love this movie. Yeah, I know. That's, all right. All right. Guys, so where can we so find you? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you learn? But this film, as I think I've, you know, vaguely <laughs> Stop looking at the mint. She's, suck- she's sucking the coffee out of the mint leaves. I just, you know, one more point about the mint, and I won't talk about it again until I get another mint leaf in my mouth. I think I could order this coffee, uh-huh. drink it, and have enough mint in here, fresh, whole mint, to mm-hmm. make an entire actual mojito afterwards. Maybe that's, maybe they're giving you a gift. I've been spending too much money on mint. Anyway, yeah, continue. They gave you a gift. But as I think I've mentioned before... This is going to be a real Delaney's thesis episode. It really is. I'm fully aware of that. Um, I literally have my copy of my thesis pulled up just so I can read some passages That's from crazy. it. That's crazy. Well, because this movie's the reason I wrote it. Yeah. Um, is that I knew I wanted to talk about animation because at that time that was like my focus in my major. But at that time I'd also like gotten into horror. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a way to do both. And I think somehow I got to the conclusion where I was like, oh, why do people find the Polar Express scary? Yeah. And that's the entire first chapter of my thesis. Well, second. It's it's the first case study, the second chapter. I did not write a thesis. Okay. I barely graduated. <laughs> you still owe our college I money. Owe, I don't own student loans. I just owe our straight up Tuition. college. I owe just straight up the brick and mortar school money. <laughs> but this is 2004's The Polar Express, co-written and directed by Robert Zemeckis, yeah. who is, Zemeckis fascinates me. As a man, just in general, mm-hmm. his and I think we we've brought it up before. We've brought it up before, and I can't remember when. But mm-hmm. I told you that this guy did both the Polar Express and Forrest Gump, and it blew your fucking I was, mind. Yeah, I think we have we done another one of his movies. No, weird. I don't think so. I don't know what we would have done. We haven't done any of the Back to the Futures. Oh my god! Yeah, we did. We did Pinocchio. Oh fuck! Yeah. No, I don't count that. Of course that came up. We did no, full-on Pinocchio. No, I want to respect the fact that I think Robert Zemeckis had maybe a brain bleed. I want you to know in that... In the process of making that movie. Pinocchio is listed as his second movie. Like, uh, not his second ever. It's the second movie from the top. Under Back to the Future. And above Forrest Gump. On IMDb? On just looking him up. I mean, I guess it's the most recent. Uh. Well, I really blocked that out of my brain. That's why I, was I like, looked it up. We have never covered this man ever. I was like, I know we that we had to. Have. <laughs> yeah, so we we talked a little bit about his bonkers fucking ass career yeah. in that episode, but really, he like did these really like high quality Oscar baity, you know, high, big Hollywood movies. Castaway, and then huh? Like Castaway? Yeah, I mean. He, he won Best Director for Forrest Gump. Like, he won an Academy Award. And then in the early 2000s went, I kind of want to do digital media. Right. And, like, I respect his reasoning in a way. Like, he was, he truly was like, you know, what are we doing if we're not pushing the craft forward and trying new things? Mm-hmm. However. He did Monster House? He produced it. Okay. So he um, started Image Movers, which is an animation company, and they did Monster House. He did not direct Monster House. Gotcha. 
So Robert Zemeckis is fucking fascinating. But yeah, he did Forrest Gump and Castaway. And then he was like, I like Tom Hanks a lot. Mm -hmm. Let's fucking do the Polar Express. Now, it was not Robert Zemeckis' idea to do, to do the Polar Express. Uh -huh. Tom Hanks optioned the book in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And so he just retained the film rights for like 10 fucking years. Right. Um, and he optioned it with the hopes of playing the conductor in Santa Claus. One of the conditions of... Crazy that he went, I want two roles. Well, just you wait. I know. One of the conditions of the sale was that the resulting film not be animated. But when it got to Zemeckis' hands, he was like, oh, we can't do a live action version of this. It would be unfeasible and it would look awful. I disagree, Robert, but that's okay. He went, And he went, I will do this instead and it will be <laughs> universally beloved. <laughs> One of the big reasons he chose this animation style too was he wanted to... Like, did you have the Polar Express book growing up? No. It is a gorgeous picture book. Oh, yeah. And that's another thing is that the book doesn't have a plot. It's, it's, just, it's train. Just, it's just like a bunch of like really gorgeous landscapes and a train growing through it. And then eventually they get to the North Pole. Like mm -hmm. all of the stuff that happens on the train is not in the book. Right. It's like boy gets picked up. Train goes through things, maybe the hot chocolate scene, and then we're in the North Pole. Uh -huh. But the pictures in it are just like gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And so Robert Zemeckis was like, oh, well, doing it live action would rob that of like the picturesque quality of the book. And so he was like, let's, <laughs> let's try this. And I do think that his ultimate goal was achieved. I think it still has like that kind of painterly quality um, in like the animation style. But they ac fully acquired the rights to the book in I think 2000 mm -hmm. and then started making the movie. Um, the original plan was for Tom Hanks to play every part. Including the children? Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Okay. Um, and then he got tired. <laughs> <laughs> like I shit you not. They, he just started doing the motion capture and he was like, I'm tired. I'm 42. It is so strange to me that they didn't have him do every part that wasn't like all the adult parts. I mean, they basically, I mean, yeah. They Almost had, did. But I was like, why not just do it? Well, oh, yeah. He wasn't the two, like, um, train lackeys. I guess that's, I think, was the weirdest one. I was like, why, are, why is this not Tom Hanks? <laughs> um, but he is the adult boy, the father, the conductor, the hobo, Santa Claus, and the Scrooge puppet. Which, arguably, the Scrooge puppet is just being done by the hobo. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know why we're giving the Scrooge puppet its own. Now... From all of my research that I did for this entire chapter of my thesis, he also did the mocap for the boy. And that's where I think a lot of the uncanny valley comes in. Uh-huh. But we can get there. I don't need I don't need to dominate this conversation right up front. Gotcha. They eventually did not have Tom Hanks do all the parts and they're like, let's just stick with seven. That'd be stick fun. Stick with seven parts. That'd be a fun time. And then it took a year of production. Mm hmm And then it released in 2004. This kid fucks up this train nonstop. <laughs> they let this kid onto this train and he has nothing but trouble from that moment on. All of the kids suck. Nuh-uh. Yeah, huh? Nuh-uh, the girl's fine. Sure. Hero girl doesn't do shit. Exactly. She's kind of... She, I'm sorry. She's very on. passive. She drives the train. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think she's actually driving it. I think they were like, okay, the train's going. You can pretend you're driving it. Were it's they like making her work for her fare? <laughs> How did that work? Feels was... bad for that to be the black girl storyline. So what's the story here? <laughs> um, basically, this kid's a dick moment one <laughs> because he told his sister there's no Santa Claus. Like right. an asshole. Right. Any sibling who does this is a piece of shit. <laughs> and then he's apparently specifically lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes, because that's where the original train is. I wrote sorry on my notes. 
<laughs> the train that it is based off of, which is not the one the kid says, is based uh, at um, Michigan State. They have it. What? Yeah. We'll get to it. No. And so he's like getting skeptical about the existence of Santa Claus. So, and I like that he's growing skeptical and what, I'll just go tell my sister there's a Santa Claus. Yeah, I'll just go be a dick. Why not? Why not? He looks out of a comically large <laughs> keyhole. I wish I could be in a house with one of these keyholes. <laughs> Why? Just because I want to- What do you want to do to that keyhole? I want to see, I just want to see if they were ever that large. <laughs> and then he like falls asleep and then suddenly there's a train in his yard. Oh my God. There's just a full train. Full train. I- there was like a t- there was a time of my, what hmm? there was a time of my childhood where I fully hoped that this was real, that like it would that like the the, the train would just kind of show up. There's an awful lot of stuff that we grew up with where like we would be like sitting there hoping someone would come take us away from our house in the middle of the night. Yes, because Harry Potter similar. A lot of things were like oh someone will come and take you and it'll be great and it'll be cool and magic and then Madeline McCain happened. <laughs> McCann, and they were like, uh. <laughs> Madeline McCann was actually taken by the Polar Express conductor, and we don't talk about How it. How is this not a kidnapping? It he is. returns them. What? He returns them. I don't, okay, I don't think returning them means that it's not kidnapping anymore. In fact, I, I'm quite sure that it's not. I don't know. I think Elizabeth Smart would disagree with you. <laughs> I mean, he asks for their consent. He's like, hey, I'm the train. Do you want to come on? And the kid goes, no. And he's like, are you sure? It's a train, and then the kid goes, okay. This is okay. Again, we're going right back to Zemenkis. This is like in Pinocchio, where, yes, they did not kidnap Pinocchio in the way that standing outside an elementary school with a poster for your missing dog is not kidnapping children. <laughs> in that they're both objectively kidnapping children. And he gets on the train, and there's, here's my other thing. There's like maybe 15 kids max. Yeah. On this train. He's like bopping around. How are we choosing? I don't know. Because it's not based on like, oh, which kids do or do not believe in Santa. Because the little black girl believes in Santa. Everyone seems to believe in Santa except for this jackass kid. And maybe the poor kid. I don't know. Honestly, the poor kid's justified. I don't don't know if the poor kid doesn't believe in Santa or if he just doesn't believe in Christmas. I don't know if they only stop for people who will say no at first to getting on the train (laughs) and then run after the train and change their mind. That's what we saw for two people. The, the, The poor boy... His name is Billy, but I just like calling him the poor kid. He's the only one with a name. When I had to watch this movie in my senior year housing, like to prepare for my thesis, one of my housemates said, no, I can't watch this movie. I'm specifically scared of the poor kid. He does look a little strange. He looks a little bit different. Because that's the thing is that the, I actually think that the main boy looks fine. I mean, yeah. In In the initial parts of the animation before he gets on the train, it looks like a very beautifully animated thing. It's also dark yeah, in his yeah. room. And it's like only close-ups on an eye. But then he hops on that train and the girl is full bent at like the strangest <laughs> angle. So looking at him and smiling. And I'm like, okay, I can see maybe why people got freaked out. I'm just going to read a passage of my thesis to explain this. Oh, shut the fuck up. What? Nothing. What? Who said that? If motion makes a digital character fall deeper into the uncanny valley, that those on the border between non-human and human categories, especially if they are combined with human-like motion, are the most likely to provoke an eerie response, then the bodies of the Polar Express prove that. Schaub notes that the performances captured were sacred, according to Robert Zemeckis. So basically, he was like, whatever we capture via the motion capture, you're not changing it. Like, you're not making any edits. Lunatic. Exactly. 
the way movies work. And, and that details and movements were not to be altered unless absolutely necessary to the story. But what is natural movement for a living, breathing human body will inevitably not translate to a digital character, especially one that is already lacking believability and depth. And like, then they talk about how um, like humans naturally sway. Yeah. Just like, because we're shifting our balance, but that looks really weird in animation. Because in animation, you're so used to things being purposeful. Yeah. That when you're like seeing this character just sway, you're like, well, why did we program that? They are on a train. I guess. <laughs> the movement is human-like, but the character's body itself is not. There is a disconnect between the animated body, the body's movement, and the voice performance. Take the protagonist, for example, named simply Hero Boy. He is animated as a young boy, but his performance capture was done by 48-year-old Tom Hanks. Now, I'm seeing that Josh Hutcherson was also doing. For additional. Yes. That is not all the motion capture. Well, yeah, but also. I said also. I know, but like most of it was done by Tom. Um, so not only is natural human movement being translated to a digital body, but a, an adult man's movement is being translated to a child avatar. The voice is that of the young boy, but the emotions conveyed in the vocal performance are not connected to the facial expressions of the animated counterpart. There is in numerous ways a visceral disconnect. The voice is of the young boy who plays a... Uh, Daryl Sabera. He's in Spy Kids. Yeah, he's Mr. Megan Trainer. <laughs> I'm going to make you do Spy Kids 3. Why? I love Spy Kids 3. Why? It was such a good movie. At least can we do the one with Alan Cumming in it? He's doing what now? <laughs> what is Alan doing in this movie? Fucking hell. God damn it. Gross. <laughs> anyway, they get on the train. Gets on the train. They hunched to- over girls. <laughs> like, hi. They get to... And also, there's just a kid who, like, we're all supposed to know him as, like, the super annoying one. He's just autistic, I think. Yeah, he really is very, like, autism-coded. To the point where he's like, do you know what train this is? And he's wrong. Just to be clear, he says the wrong train. (laughs) He says that it is based off of a Baldwin 284 model of train, which 284 is the type of train that they moved to after going through a few different kinds of train. 284 means that it's two unpowered wheels in the front, Eight powered wheels, two on each axis, so four axles, and then four unpowered wheels in the back is the kind of train that he's saying it is. It is a 284, but it's not a Baldwin 1931 train. It is the uh, uh, Pear, I think Pear is in father, Pear Marquette, a Berkshire type of train, which is a 284, but... Is the tr- that is the actual train that the book was based off of, and that's the train that is almost entirely defunct. They have a model of it, at Michigan State. So the author would go and like see the train because he went to every Michigan State home game. Dude. <laughs> so the, the blueprints of this train were given to the production team. So that's what the train is based off of, the sounds of the train. And so the kid's just fucking wrong. Yeah, are coming from this. But then the other thing is the whistle is not from this kind of train. Why? The whistle is from a Sierra number three, which Zemeckis used in Back to the Future 3. He just liked it, I think. <laughs> He's like, that's a good train sound. He's like, ooh, good train sound. That's what the amalgamation of trains is like. So did they make, do you think they like made the kid wrong on purpose to make him even more annoying? He's right about it being a 284. I don't know. <laughs> I had to learn what trains were. Did you not know what a train was? I knew what trains were, but here's the thing. Trains are boring. Yeah. I understand there are people who love trains. Trains are boring. I, I like trains. I do not have the part of my brain that other people have where trains are an interesting concept. I mean, I don't find them, like, interesting as much as I just like being on them. I tried train things. Um, Trains were originally... Delaney has walked away. Trains were originally made... Were horse-led. For what? Were led by horses. They were called wagonways. That's... I think that's just a wagon. No, it'd be a bunch of horses on a bunch of wagons. Oh! And you can do more wagons with less horses. And then we were like, let's, um... 
Try making one of these. Mm-hmm. In 1804, we had our first steam engine train. Steam engine trains use coal to heat up water, and the water is what powers the train. Generally, you'll have six parts water <laughs> to one part coal on a train. Now, some trains were tender trains, which meant that they carried a little car called the tender, t- tender tank, I think it's called, where they would keep the coal and the water in that tank, put it on the back of the train, and that carried it for the train. We moved to steam trains, where steam trains have all the water kind of throughout the train and tanks on each side of the train. The benefit of steam trains is that... No, you keep going. I'm just providing you background music. The benefit of the steam train is that it can go forward and backwards because the tender is not only on the back of the train. Tender trains can't turn around because the coal is there. They can't put the coal in the front of the train. And then we started doing electric trains. Uh, And then World War II happened and it got rid of all the train tracks. Yeah. They got bombed. And then we moved to diesel trains. And now we're at diesel trains. China was the last place to switch over to diesel trains due to their reserves of coal that they had. That's trains. (laughs) I really thought it'd be more interesting than that. It wasn't. My brain's not able to process trains in this way. One of my friends had a Polar Express themed birthday party when we were in elementary school because her birthday was on like the 21st or something. Um, But we didn't get on a train. It was just a trolley. Like a, a trolley from downtown Knoxville. The amount of things that they tried to give me that were different kind. I'm like, guys, I don't understand <laughs> why they're so... The ima- when you go onto a train Wikipedia, the number of blue links there are is insane. Like There was different links for tender and tender tanks. And I was like, come on, guys. That, that's, that's enough. That's quite frankly enough. The boy pulls the emergency brake to let Billy on. You're not supposed to do that. You're really not. I forgot how mean the conductor is in this. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. He's like mean, but like I t- his motivations are completely unclear. But in a charming unclear. way. <laughs> his motivations are completely unclear. He just wants to get to the North Pole. Why? I think Santa might kill him. Well, if that's what I mean. Like, he's like, I've never been late. I'm like, but like, is there not a number of kids you have to bring? Or I like to think that the train, the way they select the kids is based off of the train tickets that they all get. They need one of each of those kids every year. Oh, they don't change per year. I think that they keep the same archetype per year. Okay. I think they need a leader and they need a non-believer and they need a poor kid. <laughs> and they need a kid who needs to learn more, even, even though, though he's a know-it-all. That's what he needed to learn was what kind of train it was. Tom Hanks conductor went, you dumbass. You, you think that we asshole. have our tender tank on the back of this stupid motherfucker? <laughs> the train also varies from having five to 20 cars throughout the movie. The Polar Express number of train cars is completely... It's already a magic fucking train, man. Are there kids in those other cars? Where are they? No. So just extra... They would get there faster if they got rid of some of those fucking cars. I think that's why they get rid of some of them sometimes. Just sometimes? Well, yeah, it's, it's already a magic train that doesn't leave, like, traces of tracks anywhere. The 284 was a... Uh, build upon the original 282 model, which was a very successful Mikado model of train. 2482, meaning there were two unpowered wheels in the front, eight powered wheels in the middle, two on each axle with a total of four axles, and two unpowered wheels at the back of the train called trailing wheels. So Billy's kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He gets on the train and he goes, thanks for letting me on this train because I was asking you to let me on because he was like running after. He He fell. He really wanted to be on this train. And then as soon as he's let on the train, he goes, I'm going to go sit alone in the back. That's not how trains work. I guess he's never been on one because he's poor. I mean, yeah. I guess. 
Um, and he misses a whole song and dance number about giving them hot chocolate. He runs after that train, falls over, and it takes a minute for them all to go. We got to pull this emergency brake. But as soon as they do, the kid's on the train. What happened? How'd that happen? Did he find a bike? What do you mean? The train was still going while they were deliberating hitting that emergency brake. <laughs> right? Like, how did he cross that distance so quickly? <laughs> Whole song and dance number, hot chocolate. Wow, everyone gets hot chocolate. It looks like good hot chocolate. No one ever came by to take the rest of the cups away. So were there just hot chocolate cups everywhere? <laughs> They're just like clinking around the entire And time. so she hid her, the, the girl, our friendly friendly neighborhood hero girl, mm. hides a little cup of hot chocolate. That's gonna spill. She like puts it under her seat. She puts one next to her so that they give her a second one, takes that one, puts it under her seat, <laughs> picks the one that was next to her up, and has that one. Like, how thick is this hot chocolate that it is not spilling? Did they not count the number of cups? How come no one went, I'm sorry, I don't know how only one person at this table didn't get a cup. We're a very choreographed dance number. (laughs) Also, why were they just not going to give one to the kid in the other train He's not supposed to be in there. He's not in the dining car, probably. It was a differently set up car. He was in one of those magic disappearing cars. If they hadn't (laughs) gone and gotten him, he would have (laughs) died. They do a whole song and dance. It looks like it's the kind of um, like really thick kind of hot chocolate yeah. um, that you could get from Angelina's in Paris. I've had once and it's basically just fucking hot milk. No, the one in Angelina's is like basically like Hershey's Melted syrup. Melted chocolate. Yeah. I meant to say that. <laughs> I don't know why I said what I said. That's okay. Uh, okay, buddy. Uh, um, and then the conductor's like, oh, are you taking some hot chocolate to the poor kid? And she goes, yep. And he goes, okay. Let's go together. Let's Meaning go together. he knew he was there. Yeah, he goes, let's go together. But first, let me see your ticket. Wait, this was never validated. A lot of people aren't doing their job correctly. This kid should have just left the goddamn ticket in the seat. Yeah. Yeah. Did he think Tom Hanks was going to forget after taking her one car over that she was on the train? <laughs> And be like, hold on a second, where's that ticket? She went, I left it on my seat. So she knew it was there. She purposely went, oh, I'm going to go. I don't have pockets in my little nightgown thing. I'll no. leave my ticket here. Yeah. Tickets. Why do they matter? I don't know. <gasps> when, did the, when did the poor kid get a ticket? <laughs> I think you get one when you come on. He didn't. On what? He didn't. Well, he, 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 he came on eventually. Yeah, but what did... He, Tom Hanks didn't see him when he got on the train. He must have seen him eventually because he knew there was a poor kid but how did he train. get the ticket? When did he take the ticket to the kid? I forgot how much ticket drama there is in this, in this movie. Well, and then there's a whole thing where, you know, fucking hero boy tries to get the ticket and it ominously just goes out the window. He fucks it all. He fucks up the whole routine. If he, he hadn't it. touched that ticket, everything would be, would be fine. fine. Yeah. And it goes through an entire like hero's journey it goes outside over mountains and through woods and then back into the train over the river it's, through the it is woods to grabbed by house. a it's bird good. yeah and i think eaten at one point and then spit out how on earth did that even work <laughs> can i ask that also these tickets don't seem to matter yeah, doesn't he have if you, another one? These are children. They lose things. If you lost your ticket at some point at the North Pole, were they not going to take you home? Do you become an elf? Like, are you just fucked? Do they have to account for, like, the number of children they take that, like, they're like, well, some may stay here to become an elf. Are there children that are trying to sneak onto this train? Because you get the ticket once you're on the train. So it's not like they're keeping you from joining the train in the first place. And it cl- clearly, you can just pull the emergency brake They think they whenever. picked up just some random... Yeah, I mean... 
Also, Tom Hanks gets so mad about pulling the emergency brake before even checking to see if there's been an emergency. There could have been an emergency. Yeah, if you don't want people to pull it, don't have an emergency brake on yeah. your fantasy train. It could be like when we went on that studio lot tour and someone dropped their phone in the Fast and Furious ride and or whatever the, the hell. And pulled the, pulled the thing, thing. They, in our train car. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, not us. And so then once the, once the conductor's like, oh, your ticket is missing. The conductor just ominously leads the girl away. He goes, you're going to have to come with me and just takes her. And then the hero boy is like, I think this girl's getting like shot out He back. straight up thinks she's going to die. And then know-it-all, I think, says, I think he's going to push her off the train. Like a lunatic. <laughs> and For so losing that piece of paper. The boy goes to find the ticket and I guess go, get, gets to the rooftop of the train. The fact that he, again, finds the ticket baffling. He finds the ticket in the event system. Yeah. How? Of course. And then he goes the, to the rooftop. Um, and of course, we've got a ghostly hobo. Yeah. Um, when I was writing my thesis, I, I lived with uh, four like poli-sci majors at the time, poli-sci or history majors. And I had to ask them if hobo was like a slur. It's not a slur. Slur. Yeah. They told you it was, didn't they? Yeah. They, they said to say like an unhoused individual. Well, no, because that's not necessarily what a hobo is. Yeah. A hobo, hobo stands for homeboy. Are you serious? I'm dead serious, yeah. <laughs> no, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. Hoboy. Hoboy. Coming from the hoe they are using, meaning farmland, or a greeting such as hoboy. Yeah. Hoboy. Hoboy. Ho Same thing. It's not like a... It, it could also come from the words homeless boy or homeless bohemian. Wow, all of those. Look at that. <laughs> I've heard mer variations on the term. It's I think it has enough possible definitions that... Just I think just because it's a, a word is used to describe people doesn't mean it's immediately a slur. Tramps and hobos are commonly lumped together, but in their own sight, they are sharply differentiated. A hobo or beau is simply a migratory laborer. Yeah. He may take some longish holidays, but sooner or later he returns to work. A tramp never works if it can be avoided. He now this, that one might be a slur. He simply travels. Lower than either is the bum who neither works nor travels. Interesting. But I think that because it is, it was an actual category of, of person, like profession yeah. during the Great Depression, especially. Right. People might just refer to unhoused people as hobos, but that does not mean that the person that we're seeing on this train is not actively someone who is riding on this train. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess technically he's a tramp. I don't know, he might be going back to work. But let me just be- we, He might have a job that we don't know he's about. He's made of dust. You make a point. Let me just make really clear too, just regardless of whether you want to call them hobos, unhoused individuals, migratory workers, they did not ride on the top of the train. I feel the need to make that very clear. He has a fire up there. They did not make small house fires on top of the train and be like, yep, this is my home now. Trains go through tunnels. <laughs> and it, this one does. Often. He just disappears. Yeah. And he just goes by. Doesn't he disappear and then the kid has a mental breakdown thinking he just died? Yeah. <laughs> and so the hobo shows him where the engine is. Yeah. And the little boy's like, God, I'm going to get to like the fire part where they're putting the coal. And this girl's body is just going to be burning amongst the yeah, coal. Yeah, it's unclear what, what, what he thinks is going to happen. Yeah. Are these kids okay? <laughs> are these kids all beaten? Like, why are they immediately <gasps> worst case scenario? Where's um, the one rich kid who's like, oh, it's fine. I've never faced consequences for my actions. I don't think they pick that kid up. I'm eight and wealthy. Who cares? But there are also like, again, 10 kids There's on this train. There's a lot of kids whose journey we don't know that about. That we don't, yeah. They could be having full side adventures. Are they or, all from Michigan? Or they're just <laughs> following the goddamn instructions and minding their own goddamn business. Are they all from Michigan? I didn't see any Chinese children. I think I dated the know-it-all. Oh my God. <laughs> I think the know-it-all boy's my ex-boyfriend. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Please, the 282 model <laughs> please of tell train me I'm wrong. Could, could achieve higher levels of speed than the 280 model of train, but also did not have the same gravitational issues of the 262 or 2102 because the center of gravity was in the third well, yeah, car. Yeah, of course the 280 would be slower because that zero implies that there are no wheels at the back. There's no wheels at the back. Yeah, I, I remember what the numbers mean. <laughs> he gets he gets to the engine room and the girl's just driving the train. Just driving it. <laughs> room, room, she said. <laughs> He goes, you're driving the train? She said, yup. And he goes, how do you know how? Fair question. (laughs) She goes, it's easy. Reader, I don't think it actually is. However, they have two of the dumbest individuals I've ever seen as their engineers. So I don't know. Yes. Um, They have Tweedledee and Tweedledum (laughs) operating the goddamn train. Well, they put her in charge while they're replacing the headlight as the train is moving. They are replacing the giant light on the front of the train while the train is moving. They didn't check the headlight before starting this journey. (laughs) And again, they are so bad at at engineering this train that a single pin, like, falls, like it gets lost, and the train starts going 500 miles an hour. hour. (laughs) And Tom Hanks is just like, "Uh uh-oh. First of all, he's like, all right, guys, well, they aren't listening to us. The train is still accelerating. We are in the front of the train, unfastened. Uh, and instead of just going, let's get into the train, he pulls out like a like an exercise band and is like, I'm just going to tie us here to the front and we're going to hold on really tight. Here it's we fucking, go. I'm shocked. Obviously, this isn't owned by Disney. Yeah. No, it was distributed by WB. But like, I'm shocked that like Universal hasn't made a ride. Hasn't made a ride. He made a whole speech that they would have had plenty of time to get back into the train. But for. also, what is this route? It goes like sharp ninety degree. Yeah. Why is it keep? <laughs> why is it stairs? Like, why is it that it's like three or four harsh drops followed by periods of going just straight? At one point, it goes over a frozen lake. Could we not have gone around that? Do the tracks just, where are the, they're like, oh no, the froze over the tracks. Where are the tracks? At some point, they have to disappear, right? Is this train going underwater? (laughs) Well, because like. Is this a Jesus train? Well, apparently, like, do only some of the tracks disappear and that's just when it's like in front of your house? Are the tracks there the rest of the year? Why was the whole train able to cross the lake, but the pin went into the lake and it cracked the whole lake open? <laughs> that's not how, how, how ice works. <laughs> if you are ever crossing ice, you want to, instead of keeping on your feet and moving slowly or anything you like that, on your stomach? you want to be, you want to distribute your weight evenly across a wide area. Do yeah. not just kind of walk. Got to army crawl. You got to be very careful or else it'll be like in the walk dead game and then you'll fall in and you'll die a stupid ass death that's a reference everyone can even better is that it's the walking dead like the third part of the walking dead game it's like a second sequel and then there's like okay guess we're fine now well we did it Like, we just... They turn the train around. So many which people... Which is good. They don't have a tender tank, so they're able to do that because it's a steam locomotive. So many people just nearly died. We just almost killed a car of 20 children. We also, like, we saw the guys getting, like, bopped around, swallowed a pin, all that from the at centripetal point, force. What's one... going on in that kid in that kid car? Are they just all bouncing around like <laughs> fucking balls? <laughs> at one point, they run into a bunch of caribou. Do they still have their cups? Is there broken glass all over that train car? At one point, they run into a bunch of caribou. And in order to get the caribou away, they physically harm the engineer. Now, why didn't the engineer go, oh, I know. I'll just yell. Yeah, why can he only yell like this when being caused intense physical trauma? Also, they like stop right before the caribou. Thank God they did, or else they would have just, I guess, murdered. <laughs> the, the kids look out the window and there's just like bloody caribou. They just murdered so many caribou. 
But then they're like, oh no, what do we do? And I'm like, well, once they get that first one in the very front to walk away, they just are like, all right, let's just go and we'll go slowly and then we'll back out of our way. Why not just do that in the first place? If you start moving the train slowly, they're gonna have to move. Like not slow enough to kill anything. They're gonna go like by just either that or you're just gonna end up with like a line of caribou at the front that are being slowly pushed. Like if you put your hand through some marbles. The sound that the caribou make is not the sound of caribou. It's actually the sound of elk. There's a difference between caribou and elk? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. They make different sounds, apparently. 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 But caribou is what we commonly refer to as reindeer, correct? Yes, I believe so. That's what I thought. That's what I fucking thought. If you look up caribou, it takes you to the reindeer Wikipedia. Okay, cool. And now they're just like, fine. And so we're all just like, okay, cool. We're all chilling now. Instead of going and minding our own goddamn business in the main train car. They have stuff that is there to do. Let's go sing a fucking song. They're like, let's go to the back of the train again. Dangerous, considering that those (laughs) train cars disappear at will. (laughs) Little, it's honestly, the the, the poor kid keeps walking away. Yeah. Billy, get back here, dumbass. What are you doing? Well, as we learn later, Billy just doesn't have any common sense. So Billy walks to the back of the train and just sitting there, I think singing. Yeah. And then the other well, two walk out they're, and they're, they're like, they, oh. They're like standing and hearing and they just hear, la, 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 And then the girl goes, what if you put words to that? <laughs> no, he, he starts singing words before she's out there. Oh. He doesn't realize she's He's out there. He's just Until she comes in with her verse. Pen. He does the whole first verse and then she just starts singing next to him i have always loved this song oh this song it's a beautiful song however i have always loved that he's sitting there kind of being like i've never seen santa things are kind of rough for my family but have you ever seen ribbon and she walks in like have you seen presents and he's like (laughs) no and i'm like well hold on you've never seen a present like once yeah he's literally like she never specifies that the presents are for Billy. She says, presents for the children wrapped in red and green. And he goes, all the things I've heard about, but never really seen. Your parents told you about presents, <laughs> but never gave them to you? <laughs> they want better children than you get presents wrapped up in ribbon. Red and green, specifically. Yes. <laughs> However, you got a stick in your shoe and we're going to beat you with it. You're going to put a bowl out so that that little Yule lad can sneak <laughs> out from under your bed, eat the bowl and leave. I just love, um, when Santa's sleigh bells ring, I listen all around. The herald angels sing. I never hear a sound. I know, this kid's depressing as hell. That reminds me of when I was a kid in um, Sunday school, and they're like, do you think God has a big voice or a little voice? And I went, I ain't hearing shit. I think he has a little voice, and they told my mom They burned you at the stake. (laughs) Witch! Like, I think this kid's just an atheist. When I was little, in elementary school, we used to have a Christmas concert where they just bring all the kids into the auditorium, sit us all down, put um, lyrics to a song on Mm. a screen, and we would all just sing for like an hour or two. God bless those poor teachers who had to sit through that. However, we would do this song, and this song would be a solo, and we didn't do solos really, because like at my school, we didn't believe in giving some kids roles over other kids. So like we were, we wouldn't do musicals or anything, even though other schools would. Mm-hmm. And I so badly wanted to sing this, but I did not get it because Maddie Robinson, good person, we were friends later. Hi, Maddie. Maddie Robinson and her younger brother sounded like fucking angels. <laughs> so the two of them did it together. And I... I can't say that, like, I blame that decision. I was so upset, and I heard it, and I had to deal even more with the feeling of being upset you didn't get something and knowing it's for the best that you didn't. (laughs) But yeah, I love the song. (laughs) It's a good fucking song. Good song. 
And they're just fucking, like, again, doing a whole fucking musical number. Oh, no. And the kid doesn't, the, our, our main boy who's standing he's just there, a, like, he's just, huh. He's like, crazy, where did those violins come from? That, that soft, noble tune. <laughs> where is this soft, jaunty tune coming from? Like, the stars are turning into presents. It's crazy. I think they're hallucinating. Have they, they dropped eaten? acid. <laughs> Have they eaten anything? They probably inhaled a lot of coal dust. <laughs> Yeah, they're hopped up on sugar. Actually, where was the kid during... Where has Billy been? Billy didn't, <laughs> didn't go on the rescue mission. He's just been bouncing around in his little cart. He's rolling. He's like, yeah, this tracks. <laughs> Another Christmas for Billy. <laughs> we missed a whole scene of him being on the back of the car <laughs> trying to sing and getting thrown back and forth from the orbital force. <laughs> And then they're just at the North Pole. Yeah. They're like, wow, guess all of our tribulations are over. They're like, there go all, man, we made it through like a couple really specific plot beats. Is they they start to pull the train in somewhere and one kid on the train goes, elves! Racist kid. (laughs) That kid's an asshole. Now, are the elves in this movie a little bit disconcerting? Yes. It doesn't help that it feels like they put a lot of work into Hero Boy, and then with each level of importance to characters, <laughs> it went down and down and down. Because the elves have the faces of 40-year-old men, and the bodies of not even children. They are like... No, they're small. Like Barbie dolls. They're like sized down in a week. They look like elves on the shelves. Yeah, they have the bodily proportions of an elf on the shelf. Yeah, uh, the Steven Tyler the, but elf. But with the face of Steven Tyler. The Steven Tyler elf is my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> And the best part is I have, like, again, done a lot of research on this movie. I've never found a concrete answer as to why we have Steven Tyler in this movie. He also plays two different elves. He also plays a normal elf. He plays a normal elf, and then... Elf singer. And then, uh, I think he's credited as Steven Tyler. Yeah, elf singer, but like... Steven Tyler the elf. elf. Yeah. Like, in this world, is... Is Steven Tyler an elf? Does Aerosmith exist in this world? And is it elves? Or is there a Steven Tyler and a Steven Tyler elf? Or when you stop believing in Santa Claus, is there an elf equivalent of you that pops up at the North Pole? (laughs) Is that how elves are made? (laughs) Well, no, that implies that there's also like a fucking Barack Obama elf up there. You don't know what Barack Obama believes in. Fine, there's a Joe Biden. No, Joe Biden believes in Santa. Joe Biden believes in Santa. Joe Biden? You know he does. Uh, we also just skipped over it because it's unimportant, but since he's credited as this, he at one point walks through a car that's only puppets. Yeah. And that's it. Well, and then like, we don't get played with. And he goes, okay. And? That's not my fucking fault. You're marionettes. When were these made for children? Because I feel like have always been made for professional puppeteers. Robert Zemeckis is making this scene. He goes, hmm. This will come back to haunt me later. It looks a lot like the car that they put Pinocchio in the cage in. (laughs) Maybe he had the same fucking, like, Maya animation asset. He was like, well, I already have this. Just, just, like, make it a little bit shinier. With Tom Hanks. Does does he have Tom Hanks, like, in a death con? Like, did he save Tom Hanks from getting hit by a car once, and now Tom Hanks owes his life to him? I think they're just butts, because, again, Tom Hanks wasn't, like, didn't want to do Pinocchio until Robert was brought on as the director. Clearly not good buds, because Tom Hanks never went, hey, this is bad. This is a bad movie we're what making. What are you doing? Um, actually, you know what? What? I'm going to use that as a transition. What to what? Oh, my. I wonder. <laughs> hey, that felt really... Hey, hey, I'm off mic a sec. Are you mad at me? <laughs> yes. No! No! 
babe. No. Um, so I have a, a mini game I was excited to bring. Where yes. is it? You've been talking about it. There it is. Um, so a big part of this movie is in fact the seven Tomexes, correct? Yeah. There's a well, lot. I would argue six of them. I don't think that Ebenezer Scrooge one matters. <laughs> I think he matters more than any of them. I have a lot of issues. Ebenezer Scrooge! I know what you are! You're a Scrooge like me! (laughs) Ebenezer Scrooge! Um, So Tom Hanks' voice is a big part of this movie, right? And even when he's like putting on a voice, you can tell that all of those are Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, Ebenezer Scrooge also, there's no Santa involved. He was just an asshole. Yeah. This kid's out of Scrooge for not believing in Santa. I don't think Ebenezer Scrooge believes in Santa at the end. And he shouldn't. He's old. I'm sorry, continue. (laughs) But all of the voices that Tom Hanks is in this movie sound like Tom Hanks. Yeah, even I would when say he's so. like doing a Santa impression, yeah. it's still like that's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Now, did you know there's another there's another voice that is very recognizably Tom Hanks? Correct. It's Woody from Toy Story. Oh, I, I, I was not like, in the Polar Express. Yeah, oh, no. In my defense, what? <laughs> I need a transition yeah, somehow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, but again, Woody just sounds like Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. Now, did you know? No. That. All right. I can probably guarantee you I don't. <laughs> she was never heard from again. Now, did you know what? that for like 50% of the Woody voices throughout the world, they're not done by Tom Hanks. They're done by his brother, Jim, who just happens to sound exactly like... Jim Hanks? Jim Hanks. What do you mean around the world? So like video games, like any like non-official... Like not the even, cinematic... Even, yeah, like sometimes it's Tom, but sometimes Tom is busy. And so he just goes, can you have Jim do it? And so Jim Hanks is the unofficial second voice of Woody. Good for Jim Hanks. I'm going to play you some clips. Of Jim Hanks? Of Woody. And I want you to tell me if it's Tom or Jim. Okay. Yeah? This is so barely related to this movie. It's Tom Hanks! This is just the Kermit game again. Yes! <laughs> but it's for a different movie. But it's about Tom Hanks' voice. Which okay, is, I'm in. Which is 90% of the plot of this movie. I'm not complaining. Dude, what the fuck? I'm in. Let's do it. I don't know. It sounds like you're not in. Can I guess for this Polar Express minigame, which of these Woodies is Jim Hanks? Number one. If or what? Tom Hanks. You think that's Tom? Yeah. That's Jim. Can I hear a Tom Hanks? No. Just for like a control? You just watched an entire (laughs) movie of eight Tom Hankses. What's that from? Um, that's just from one of the video games. Apparently people love the Toy Story 3 video game. Huh. Yeah. The Incredibles video game is. All right. Next. All right. Listen, 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 listen. No one's getting replaced. Tom Hanks. That is Tom Hanks. Okay. This, this is from the, ori- the, uh, the recording of the original Toy Story. Yes. Now you also have to take into consideration that Toy Story spans over 20 years. Because the first one was in 95 and Toy Story 4 came out in what? 2021? Maybe. 2020? So, like, Tom Hanks has aged. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tom. You're so doing is great. the doll. The doll has aged? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, that's Jim Hanks. That's Tom. That's from, is the, that first, from that, the first Toy that's Story? That's from the first Toy Story. It's when they, they are in the they, truck. They, yeah. Yeah, okay, interesting. See, like, Jim, Jim does a good job. <laughs> okay, next. Jim Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Jim Hanks. That is Jim Hanks. And you're it supposed sounds a, to get the phone. It and sounds come a right little back. bit off. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds a little bit more Jimmy. <laughs> you know, his his voice has a bit more Tim. Yeah. Well, his name isn't Tim. It has a bit more Tim. It has a bit more Jim. A little bit more Tim than it does Tom. <laughs> Bonnie, 
Jim. That's Tom. That's from Toy, Toy Story, Story 4. Four. Oh, I've never seen 4. So he just sounds a bit more aged. Oh, interesting. <laughs> he just, it, like, there's like a, it's it's really weird, like, interesting to listen to Tom Hanks's voice in Toy Story 1 versus Toy Story 4, because you can just tell that he is now an old man. He is now a weathered old man. All right. I'm almost to Zerg's fortress. Guys, come on. We need to get back. Wait. Rex, we know you can. <laughs> Who was that? Well, that's Rex. That's the, the beginning was Rex. Yeah, Tom Hanks. No, that's this is from the Toy Story three video game. I'm almost to Zerg's fortress. Guys, come on, we need to get back. That's Jim. Ooh. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was what he said. <laughs> no, that was that was Jimothy. Jimothy. Jimothy and Tomathan. Hey, 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 hey! There it is. There's Tom right there. Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. That's Jim Hanks. It is. <laughs> How dare you? Is that Woody saying that? Or is that just a clip of Jim Hanks? It's just a clip of Jim Hanks. That's not even a Woody clip. That's just Jim Hanks. He looks like Tom Hanks. Isn't it crazy? Jim Hanks sounds just like his brother Tom. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's just, it, it's like an alternate universe Tom Hanks. Wow. Like, there it is. There's Tom right there. Like, he can just pull it out. It looks like um, Tom Hanks mixed with Howie Mandel. It's just because he's bald. Yeah. <laughs> it's just because Jim doesn't have hair. And? All right, next. I have intelligent life anyway. Hello? Oh, yeah. Ah! Oh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I frighten you? The thing that's weirding me out here isn't even the voices so much as how much, how similar the writing is between the video games and the movie. Like, it feels like they're really doing beat for beat. That sounds like it is from the first Toy Story. So it, I'm going to say Tom Hanks. It is Tom Hanks. This is from the first Toy Story. No, yeah, apparently in all the YouTube comments I was looking at, because a lot of the gym clips are from the Toy Story 3 video game. People are like, oh, I fucking love this game. <laughs> people really like the Toy Story 3 video game. Toy Story 3 is a good movie. All right. And finally. I hope it's a clip of Tom Hanks saying, I'm Jim Hanks. Ha <laughs> 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 boy, am I glad to see you. There's like a, an effect on that. Do you want me to play it again? It sounds like Tom Hanks through a radio. Ha <laughs> ha, boy, am I glad to see you. Is it's, that... a, it's a toy if it helps. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a toy. It's like a little pull string. Oh, a real pull string toy. Mm-hmm. It's a clip someone's recording of their yes. toy. Is it Jim Hanks? It is. This is a clip. That's a bummer that, they, that Tom Hanks won't do the toys. This is a clip from the Graham Norton show. You listen to this. Ha <laughs> ha, <laughs> boy, am I glad to see you. Is that you? No, it's my brother Jim. <laughs> <laughs> he seems so happy. Just, no, that's my brother Jim. I made Jim do it. Fuck that. <laughs> no, I think he literally goes, he's like... No, that's my brother Jim. <laughs> just that, that's my brother Jim. I feel so proud of himself. I know, he's so, so proud of Jim. He's like, I found a way out of doing it, guys. He was like, guys, if you don't want to do this, have a brother Jim. That's it. That's my mini game. was just, do you know what Tom Hanks sounds like? I don't. So that's okay. That shows that Jim is doing a really good job. I also would never have said, yeah, Woody sounds exactly like Tom Hanks. I don't hear it. I'm deaf. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. I don't hear it. Tom Hanks doesn't do a voice other than Tom Hanks. Yeah, I don't know. I regularly mix up if Tom Hanks is Woody or the other one. Tim Allen. Buzz Lightyear. Thank you. I did it. (laughs) 
Thank you for clarifying. Well, the whole thing we watched of Lightyear where they were like, yeah, Tim Allen is such a such an iconic voice as Buzz Lightyear. I was like, does he? He just sounds like a guy. They're like, did you do a Tim Allen impression? I'm like, just saying things? Like, what do you mean? How would you do a Tim Allen impression? <laughs> I mean, I can't do it because I'm a lady. I just don't understand. Like... <laughs> I don't know, man. A Buzz Lightyear impression, maybe. What do you mean, an impression of Tim Allen? Yeah, because Tim and Tom Hanks are both just, like, doing their voices. They're just speaking. Yeah. yeah. They both have distinct voices. Neither of them are, like, voice actors who camouflage their voice in things. Yeah, 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 yeah. This entire movie, again, you can tell that seven characters are played by Tom Hanks. Again, I really feel like that Scrooge one should not count as its own character. <laughs> But it still sounds like Tom Hanks. It flat out cuts to the hobo doing the work and saying the lines. It's him. The character voiced by Tom Hanks. Well, and there are, there are theories that all of these people are like the Christmas spirit. And that's why they're all voiced by Tom Hanks. Or they're all figments of the boy's imagination, which is why they're all voiced by the um, like same voice as the older boy. So this boy doesn't have a father? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And he's imagining a father? <laughs> Woof. I mean, I guess you can sound like your own father. They should have had the father with Jim Hanks. <laughs> we don't... Look, maybe they did and just nobody ever found out about it. Possible. It's possible. Probable. They're at the North Pole. Woohoo. And they keep being like, oh, one of you will be chosen to receive the first gift of Christmas. Which is implied to be like, you can ask for anything and he will pull it out of his ass. Time zones are a thing still. Christmas already happened in Australia. What do they mean, the first gift of Christmas? Michigan does not get the first gift of Christmas. <laughs> New Zealand has had their Christmas. You know what? You make a point. <laughs> Reese Darby got his Christmas gift already. And he also asked for a bell. This was 2004, so what? How, what, a 20, 20-something-year-old 20 Taika would have already gotten his Christmas gift? It's a uh, fight to get. A fight to get. Um, and it was tickets to Reese Darby's special. Well, and then instead of just staying in one fucking place, the kids just start fucking wandering. At what point is it Tom Hanks' fault? For not keeping an eye on them? Put them on a leash. I guess in his defense, it doesn't seem like kids do this that often. No way. They're kids. <laughs> kids fuck with shit all the time. They like get in like a little fucking car. Uh-huh. They're going everywhere. They're seeing the inside of the workshop. Dangerous. All, all the elves have like a Jersey accent. Yeah, why? <laughs> like, he's not gonna get Christmas. <laughs> he gonna get nothing? He's gonna get nothing for Christmas. We're talking about nothing for Christmas? That's, I think, the exact line. <laughs> um, and then they do the thing that elves seem to do a lot in the movies where they're like, ah, whatever. We'll do it anyway. Is there a naughty list or not? <laughs> Are the only people on the naughty list, like, Hitler? Yeah, like, I don't understand. You're like, this kid's been naughty. And they're like, we'll cut him a break. And I'm like, that's not how categories work. Well, again, it seems every, every Santa movie seems very different. Because they're like, oh, the naughty list is you put some gum in your sister's hair. But it's also this guy who committed war crimes. So, you know, where do we draw the line? In Violent Night, it's active murderers. Yeah. It's people who are literally murdering. Exactly. In Elf, it's just because he's kind of a dick. Yeah, what did he do? <laughs> he's just kind of mean and works. And the ones where, honestly, anything where the adults are on the naughty list confuses me. I'm like, wait, so just because you're an adult, you, not believing in Santa puts you on the naughty list, I guess. We're back with hot chocolate. <laughs> I return. It feels too thematically appropriate. The know-it-all kid mentioned my oh. hot chocolate, so I made Mexican hot chocolate. Oh. It's spicy. Oh my God. 
It's good. I like it. Yeah, it's very good. She sprinkled little chocolate chips onto the whipped cream. I'm adorable. <laughs> Basically, these kids fuck around and find out. Ooh, that is good. Ooh, it's spicy. <laughs> they fuck around and find out, and apparently, and eventually they find a gift that has Billy's name on it. You know, Billy. Hey, look, his name is Billy. That's my name. My name's Billy. It's going to this fucking bullshit address. That's my address. That's my bullshit address. <laughs> and then Billy, despite now having confirmation that he is getting a present tomorrow, he won't let fucking go of this present. In his defense, it sounds like he's never gotten a Christmas present. I know, but like... There's even more cabinets and the dishwasher open now. <laughs> you pointed it out, not me. And just... And they're just like, no, dude, we have to go. And he's like, I'm going to hold on to this present. At one point, he's holding it above his head. Do we ever find out what it is? No. Hmm. I bet it's just fucking socks. Because he shakes it. He goes, I know what it is. I've wanted one of these my whole life. Your whole life? (laughs) You're seven. There's no way. It can't be that heavy. Because again, he's holding it above his head. Yeah. And like picking it up and shaking it. As they go down the fucking warehouse. it's not like a TV. They're in an industrial facility. That's dangerous. Maybe it's health insurance. It's a job for his father. (laughs) It's just disposable income. And then they just get dumped into the giant sack of presents. But they manage to get dumped into the giant sack of presents after the know-it-all kid. Yeah, the know-it-all kid's also there. Who grabs the kid's leg and he goes, something is pulling me down in the sack. And I'm like, well, hold on now. What? Uh, That kid's there. And he's not only gone in, he's opened his presents. (laughs) Fuck that kid. That kid sucks. (laughs) I think that kid's just autistic. It's the difference between being autistic and ungrateful. I guess. And they're just dumped into the, this giant sack of presents. Dangerous. And apparently um, a bunch of elves fucking like kamikaze from the heavens. They need more altitude. So and they have elves jump off so the plane is lighter. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. And they put, put like a fun little slide. If they dropped those whole children, they could have gone much higher. Those elves did not have to jump out of that plane. <laughs> Oh. You think they would go, man, this is heavier than we expected. But I mean, how, how heavy is four seven-year-olds? A chunk. A chunk. But like, once it's that heavy already, I mean, I guess maybe everything is exactly like calibrated yeah. to the exact number of presents they have. A hundred something pounds at least. Because this is not one of those movies where they're like, oh, Santa has a magic sack how where big he can are- pull. He, ha- <laughs> he has such a large sack. <laughs> and it is full. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, he, it, he went through No Nut November. Now I'm, we're in December. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. <laughs> a person's a person, no matter how small. <laughs> I, sp- I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. And so they get to slide down the fucking sack. What else do you want me to call it? I don't know, man. What do you want me to call it? So they... F- <laughs> and then Santa's there. And Santa's there. The whole point is that this kid still doesn't believe in Santa. How? Does he think that this is what little people look like? But what does he mean he doesn't believe in Santa? <laughs> they're like, wow, listen to those bells. The fact that you're even seeing them should make you believe that they're there. That's the other thing. Is like, they're like, oh, you hear those jingle bells? And he's like, no. How? And then he sees Santa. And Santa picks him. Because I think Santa went, ah, oh, that kid looks like a protagonist. Well, because he couldn't see Santa until he said, I believe enough times, holding that bell, shaking it in his ear. And then finally he was able to hear it. Which to me reminds me of when you're trying to will yourself to have an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> you just say it to yourself enough times you can convince yourself it happens. Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry, mother. Okay. That's Okay. I'm so sorry, mother. But yeah, he a single bell flies loose and he's literally shaking it and it's making no noise, which makes me think that the kids around him are just watching this kid go 
<laughs> he's just violently shaking it. They're like, dude, calm the fuck That down. kid's having a bell rave. Holy <laughs> shit. Steven Tyler Elf's taking notes. Rocking on top of the world. <laughs> Rocking on top of the world. That kid's got some mojo. <laughs> and then Santa's like, you seem like a protagonist. And I'm Tom Hanks. <laughs> What do you, Jim Hanks saying it. What do you want for Christmas? And again, it is implied that this kid for at, could ask for literally anything. Anything. Literally anything. Uh, metaphysical things are on the table. And Santa would give it to him. And he just goes, I want this bell. Loser. <laughs> like, fucking loser. I get that it's like, oh, it's like, always remember the spirit of Christmas. No, memories are enough. And Santa goes, okay, have my trash. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. Have this defunct piece of equipment. Have this thing that would have stayed on the ground until the trash sweeper elves came and took it away. (laughs) One less wrapped gift for me, Santa. And he puts it in his robe pocket. Because again, first of all, can we talk about how no seven-year-old has a robe? Let's talk about two. He should have asked for a new robe. (laughs) Yeah, because his robe just has a fucking hole. Fucking hole in the pocket. In the pocket. Santa watches this kid, put it in his pocket, lose his bell, and goes, dumbass kid doesn't even get the he asked for. Because when he when he uh, gives the note later, he goes, oh, I found this on my sleigh. Which means that kid got up and the bell immediately, immediately. fell out and Santa watched it happen. It's a different bell. <laughs> the bells are put on poorly is what I think. <laughs> this kid for the next 15 years of his life gets a bell because Santa's like, you keep losing this bell. And he's like, Santa, no, you keep finding new bells. <laughs> Stop it. He just has a giant fucking Every like, Tupperware Every spell is not mine. This one says Grandpa's on it. What the fuck? <laughs> and then... Tony Collette? Just, oh, this one says Yule Lad? <laughs> this one says Door Slammer? What does that even mean? <laughs> this one says Meat Hook. <laughs> Are you hating on me, Santa? <laughs> and then they're all like, all right, this is all over, I guess. So all of these kids get to go to the North Pole... For one kid to get a present, and then they all leave. Yeah, what the fuck? So the other kids just get to watch. And they and get also, a present later. They get a present later, but it's also like, this kid has been nothing but trouble. This kid sucks. And I can't... There is a kid on that train who's like, I have sat here, followed patiently. all the rules. I made friends with the conductor guy. I cleaned up other people's <laughs> plates because they weren't being good with their hot chocolate dishes. When, when we were rattling through the northern hemisphere, I was cleaning up broken ceramic glass from the floor. And you're telling me Bobby What's-His-Face <laughs> over here, who, pulled, who stopped the train three separate times, gets the first Christmas gift. And he asked for a bell. I was going to ask to pay off my sister's hospital bills. I was going to say, I was going to ask for less cancer in my mom. I was, I was trying to ask for world peace, but this kid <laughs> turned the train off enough times to get pieces of bell. And he immediately lost it. I watched him. <laughs> and on the train, all the kids are like, ooh, bell. They're lying. They, they hate that kid. They're so stupid. There's no way these kids don't hate that kid's guts. They're like, ooh, it's one of those things we all just saw a hundred of. (laughs) Fancy. Um, And then he's on the train. Also, they do the fucking thing. There was nothing ever saying he couldn't keep the bell in general. Yeah, he asked for it. Just take that. Get a second gift. I don't think they wanted the bell back. (laughs) And before he realizes that... um, (laughs) <laughs> he fucked up his one job of having the bell. They get on the train, and the conduct- conductor punches all their tickets to get back punches on. Punches them all in the face. <laughs> and then it turns out that everything has been a lesson from this bald conductor. Yes. One, you know, the, the boys, his says, believe by Josh Groban. 
Um, Josh Groban <laughs> sitting next to Santa. But the little girl says lead. And at first she reads it as lead. lead. Which I do understand because homonyms are very, very Like confusing. a lead balloon. What? <laughs> Maybe her dad was a fucking engineer. For a life. lead balloon? What? It <laughs> sounds very heavy. If you look it up, the first thing that comes up is a British television series. So maybe she just loves the TV show Lead Balloon. And then he goes, no, it's lead. And then from the know-it-all, it says learn, which again, I know he means like, oh, learn from those around you. But this kid already knows a lot. Um, and then for... He put learn, I think, as like, hey, wrong fucking train. <laughs> and then the poor kid, Billy, gets count on. And then he flips it. <laughs> That's not a verb. He flips it. Depend on. Rely on. What? So his message is, stay where you're at, kid, and hopefully other people will take care of you. Not, like, persevere. He, like, said, he said, don't ask for fucking handouts. Ambition. No, he said, ask for handouts. Rely on handouts. You will need food stamps. Can you count on them? Santa's a socialist, I think. Santa's a socialist? I don't know. What the fuck? And then I don't know what any of the other, like, does every kid on this train assuming. have a different verb or are they all just Santa? Yeah, like, are <laughs> like, they just like, have fun. It's just, have a great summer. Thanks. <laughs> it's KIT, keep in touch. Yeah, seriously, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> KIT, keep in touch, which means don't contact me. Because if you contact Santa, he will have a One of the kids order. has a cease and desist. <laughs> We're now entirely in punch outs. We can't, we can't do this. Um, they had to stop the train because too many kids were posting it on TikTok. One just says ticket. <laughs> They're like, what does this mean? Um. <laughs> One just says, shut up. You talk too much. <laughs> like, did each kid have an individual journey that granted them a unique ticket letter? Or is it just those four? Obedient kids just as boring. <laughs> it just says, fuck off. Some Asian kid walks up, gets adventurers out there. What? Just as a slur. <laughs> Santa, what does this mean? It's the conductor. It's not Santa. <laughs> no, he goes to Santa. <laughs> he goes straight to the conductor's boss. He asks for the manager. And then they get on the train. The conductor's like a barista at Starbucks and misspells everything. Then they get on the train and everyone's like, oh, let, it, let me see your fucking bell. You know, those things we just saw. We just saw of. so many of them, but let's and, see yours. And he goes, okay. And then his hand goes straight through his pocket. Again. So here's the thing. We didn't notice this before. Here's my thing, right? He can hear the bells now, right? Would he not have heard that fall out of his pocket? No, because he's surrounded by hundreds of bells. Because he picked a stupid ass present. And then he goes, shit, guess that's gone. Which is completely antithetical from what we've seen this kid do when he loses things. I'm surprised he didn't pull the emergency brake. And then on Christmas morning, oh, the, the, the train just gently drops them all off. Yeah. No time has Is passed. Is in the order that they got on? Like, has some kid been picked up first and dropped off last? <laughs> like, it's not like they went fully around. Like, that's how trains would work. Yeah. Yeah, because Billy gets left off first, I think. Yeah, so they just went through. So it should have gone Billy and then the kid. I think it does. Yeah. Um, how long has our has the little girl been on this train? <laughs> Years. Years? She's from Kenya. She's got a while to wait. She's like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And then he wakes up on Christmas morning and there's just a box... And it's, it's his bell. And they're like, we didn't get that present. Well, which, the, this no is alarm. Al this is always the thing with Santa Claus movies where the parents are just like, oops. Ha ha ha. Like, I guess it's based on the assumption that like dads will always see a gift and be like, oh, I guess the mom bought it and I didn't know about it. And moms will just be like, oh, 
but dad bought it and I didn't know about it. Moms never do that. I know. But that, that that's the that's the uh, logical quandary of every Christmas movie. It's like, where do these parents think these gifts are coming from? And also, these parents weren't like, who the fuck bought you an old-ass bell? <laughs> well, and then he shakes it and the parents are like, damn, it doesn't even work. Who got you a broken bell? They're like, and you that- think the fact that both of them were like, oh man, what a shitty gift. We didn't cue off to them. Like, oh. Neither of us gave we didn't this get to him. It. They're like, oh, I think it fell off the tree. Like, we'll just let him pretend it's a gift. They're like, damn, that's just a broken bell. And there's no no sense of like, no, you can hear the bell. Which also... <laughs> the little girl would hear it, right? Yeah, and she does. And she wouldn't go, I hear the bell. And they're like, our crazy children. Which also, how would a bell like that be broken? Is it just like that the little inner thing is not there? fallen out? The, so the bell itself had a hole in the robe of it, in its <laughs> pocket. So the bell lost its little chime through the through the robe gotcha. hole. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. The bell actually got to pick the first gift of Christmas. Um, and then he and his younger sister just sit there like jingling this bell. And you're not like... And also, bells aren't that cool. Maybe those parents are like, our kids have to go to therapy, I think. Like, I think we hit them too hard with the Krampus stick. <laughs> and then the boy in Tom Hanks' voice goes, and then Sarah... Stopped believing over the years. Did you not tell her this happened? What a bummer. Why didn't it happen to Sarah? Did you tell her this happened? And at one point she was just like, I don't believe him. I think my brother's crazy. I think my brother broke his bell and is trying to convince me of a whole other thing. And then he goes, despite the fact that he is now an adult, the bell still rings for him, which means that he's the only adult in the world. Like he's going up to people like, do you hear my bell? No. Do you hear my bell? And he goes, it, it rings for all those who truly believe. Take a flashlight. Look in there. Does it have a thing in there? I want to know. Or is it ringing with the spirit of Christmas? Or is it just ringing empty? You could have shown that to your sister. Your sister would have been like, oh, wild. Because keep in mind, this would be like, uh, it's not like she would like 10 years later. I'm assuming that the bell would be a part of every Christmas. <laughs> so if she had just, she would still remember hearing the bell. You think he comes down Christmas morning and goes, remember? No, but he probably keeps it in a stupid ass robe. You can hear him running down like a cat collar. <laughs> we lead straight into the credit song that should have, like it was nominated. I want it to be very clear. This song was nominated for the Oscar for best original song and it lost. To what? A song I've never heard of from a movie I've never heard of. Oh. This song, Believe, sung by Josh Groban for Josh The Polar Groban. Express, was nominated against Accidentally in Love from um, Shrek 2 and they both lost. They both lost. I can't believe Shrek 2 got an Oscar nomination. <laughs> Shrek won, won an Oscar. You know, we heard in this, in this, in this, we heard that song from the movie. Um, Which one? There were many. The duet. The uh, when she comes in and she says it's the best time of year. Yes. Whenever one comes home. Yes. I want to send you home. However, we do have an issue. Is this a threat? You have a reindeer with you, so we're gonna try to figure out how. Dude, what the fuck? We're gonna try to figure out how you're gonna make it home with your reindeer. <laughs> this is my mini game. Luckily, your reindeer is a cat named Reindeer. <laughs> oh, is this just you proving to me how hard it is to travel yes. with a cat? This is just, this is, this is one of those mini games where it's entirely educational. There's no real fun in it. We're just going to talk about how you're going to get Reindeer the cat home to your various homes. Various homes? Yeah, we got a few places. What? Well, from here to Tennessee is not difficult. Right. Do you, do you have a car? Here, yes. Would you drive yourself to the airport with Reindeer? The uh, cat? Yeah, I guess. Reindeer can also be a small dog if you prefer. <laughs> That's okay. I considered it being an actual reindeer. And then I looked into the transportation of horses. And so they do have special flights that are horse-only flights. Nice. Or like the Kentucky Derby. Nice. Or it's like the flight, it's just little, little. I want to be on one of those. You can't be, it's just little boxes full of hay. 
<laughs> and horses. So unfortunately, reindeer is going to be something easier. A cat is easy. Uh, 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 anything that you can do with a cat, pretty much you can do with a dog. Um, cats are also, are also at least a consistent size, more or less. Right. So I was like, maybe reindeer can be a Great Dane. Guess what? You put them yeah. in cargo. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. So um, how do you want to fly? I'm going to fly Delta. I know that Delta has an added. Delta does. What do you need for Delta? What do you mean, what do I need? What are you going to do to get your cat reindeer um, to be able to fly? Oh, I know. Because I, Natalie Crowley did this. Um, it's like adding a pet ticket to your ticket. And it's like an extra, like, what, 150 For Delta? Yeah. I have United. You didn't even... I have a Delta Sky Miles No, I have the link to Delta right to here. look up Delta? Oh, no, I just didn't... I had it open. I didn't know the Delta logo. <laughs> I think it's just adding a pet ticket to your... You're going to carry them on? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's a one-way fee. It is a pet ticket. You have to call probably in advance because on Delta and most flights, you can only have up to like five animals per flight. Mm. So especially since we're going home for Christmas and you got to have your reindeer for Christmas, yeah. you're going to want to call several months in advance okay, to make cool. sure you can book reindeer on that flight. Cool. But you did it. Good job. Great. Um, can I like buy some cat CBD? Because I just feel like reindeer is kind of... You're welcome to do that. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like reindeer is a cunt. Reindeer is never allowed out of the carrier when you're on the plane. No, 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 no. I know. But like, I feel like if I can so just before... like slip her some fucking Yeah. Fun CBD. fact too is that when you go through um, TSA... The cat can't be in the carrier. They have to scan the carrier separately. So you're going to have to hold reindeer while you walk through the metal detector and then put reindeer back in her carrier. Reindeer appears to be a girl. Good for reindeer. <laughs> um, reindeer also has to be at least 10 weeks old. Okay. Unless reindeer is traveling with reindeer's mother, mama reindeer, and it has to be a litter. Like an oh. unweaned litter can travel with their mother okay. in one carrier and there's no limit to the size of the litter. That feels incorrect. <laughs> I'm bringing a 15 kitten litter. Especially because the kittens can be up to six months of age. That's a cat. Well, and the good news too is that if you wanted to bring a second reindeer and reindeer is between the age of 10 weeks and six months, you can take two in one carrier. So you can take reindeer and a buddy. As Aww. long as the buddy's young. <laughs> reindeer doesn't have any friends. She's just like mama. So you flew home. I did. You got there. Uh-oh. There's a note on your door. To Hawaii. Love mom and dad. What? So you got to get to Hawaii now. Why did my parents do that? I don't know. Why did they? That's not the minigame. The minigame's just you no, following them. No, why did my parents do that? So what are you going to do? You got to go, go find them. They left you money for Can pizza. I not just stay at my- Locked all the doors. They put whoops. <laughs> what? This is on the front door? They put whoops, sorry. Doors are all locked. We went to Hawaii. They're going to head back to the airport, I'm assuming, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't have a key to my house. No, do you? Yeah. I lo- mine was stolen. <laughs> well, that's a you problem. They cha- flew to Hawaii, changed the locks. Whoops, bye. Fine, I guess I'll go back to the airport. <laughs> I'm sorry, you thought one of the options... So did I also Uber to my house? So I had to, like, buy a pet-friendly Uber to... Yeah, you'd have to buy a pet-friendly Uber. Yeah, because your parents didn't pick you up. I'm putting you. reindeer down. No! <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to put reindeer down right now, that would end the game. <laughs> No, I guess we'll try and fly to Hawaii. Although I can guarantee it's going to... Because that's going to be some like... Is reindeer up on her vaccines? That's up to you. Reindeer to get to Hawaii would have to have been vaccinated for rabies at least twice in her lifetime. With the most recent rabies vaccine being no less than 30 days before the day that you're traveling. So over Thanksgiving, you would have had to get her her rabies shot. Um, you need a lot of documentation. Luckily, your parents gave it to you. Oh, thank God. So you do have that. So luckily, you do have all your transportation, your, uh, your things you need. Uh, you will need to make sure reindeer is microchipped. Rabies vaccine. You're going to have to get 
uh, a test for rabies, even though you got the vaccine, make sure there's no rabies. You're gonna have to treat her for ticks because they don't want ticks in Hawaii. Uh, and you're going to need to fill out and notarize a dog or cat or dog and cat import form. Good news, you can do it for your dog too. Uh, you've had a dog this whole time. What? <laughs> now, uh, you're going to get there. Reindeer is going to need to be quarantined in Hawaii. Yes. For a period of time. Anywhere from uh, 10 to 120 days. So, how long am I going to Hawaii for? Well, hold on. We'll see when you Can get I there. leave before her quarantine is done? Uh, I believe so, but she would have to stay in the quarantine ranch. Like, I think she'd have to stay there. And then you could take her, like, out of the airport. Like, I think that there's, like, a, a federal... So you're gonna have to do that. Now, if you have a specific, uh, if you meet five days or less, uh, program requirements, you can just kind of, it's a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, if you want to enter Hawaii, it's gonna be pretty difficult. Um, oh, also, um, you have to get on your plane pretty soon, because you have to fly there between the hours of 8am and 9pm. You have to land there between those hours. Then they're gonna take your pet. Uh, and so you want to arrange for flights to arrive in Hawaii by 3.30 p.m. So they're able to take your pet with the proper stuff. Clean your pet for an hour. What? Reindeer, no. I feel like this is setting reindeer up for not great results. Yeah, reindeer's having a rough time. Um, but hey, you got a cat. It's your responsibility now. Okay, but in my defense, I didn't realize <laughs> my parents were dicks. Sometimes that happens. Fun fact is that if you were to have a puppy or kitten and you're like, okay, eight week old and you're ready to travel to Hawaii, by the time everything was done for Hawaii, your pet would be five months old. You get there. You show up at the hotel they sent you. Probably took another Uber. A little pricey. It's fine. Whoops, they said, we misspelled it. We're actually in New Zealand. <laughs> I think I'm going to murder my parents. <laughs> they misspelled it. <laughs> no, I'm coming back to California. They misspelled it. Flying to New Zealand. We took your apartment keys, so you got to What? <laughs> we had Natalie mail your apartment keys. <laughs> We've taken Natalie hostage to New Zealand. <laughs> so I do have good news, which is that island to island travel is actually easy. Great. <laughs> for some reason. I'm so glad. So New Zealand is actually pretty easy to fly to if you're flying from Hawaii or... So New Zealand has a list of countries that you are allowed to fly in from uh, at, at different tiers. Tier one's Australia. And then tier it goes tier two. I forget what's on there. Tier three is the United States. Uh, your pet has to be flying from one of those locations or ha or if that's if you aren't in one of them you would have to fly to one of those locations first stay there for 90 days and then you can fly to new zealand so you are fine because you're flying from the u.s you don't have to worry about that so yeah you can hop on that flight head over with a reindeer to uh new zealand thank I, goodness i'm gonna kill my parents your parents aren't there <laughs> what <laughs> this has all been an elaborate prank set up by me your parents were in your house the whole time you have to fly back why would you do this why would you do such a thing? I needed a mini game. Why would you do such a thing? I um, would have put reindeer down by now. No, don't kill reindeer. So to get back into the U.S., do I have to jump through hoops? Or they're just like, yeah, bring your fucking rabies infested cat in here. Well, you've already done all that stuff. Okay. So you know that you have that. You're fine. So you know what? You gave up. You said that. And then enough. the people at the airport are like, hey, are you okay? You gave up and you flew here. Also, this is during the holidays holidays it's been i think a week at this point you fly here you fly back home you're like oh well this is it you show up here with reindeer get a text from your brother and he's like you gotta come quick you gotta see this what <laughs> is he beth from krampus i've been working on something you gotta, you gotta come see this you gotta get here to tennessee you gotta see this we'll not give you further details you're tired of flying so why don't you're gonna drive? You're like, oh, no, I'm not. You are reindeer, <laughs> no, and you are I'm gonna not. drive. I'm gonna travel with reindeer via car. 
This is something I had to do. This is something you had to do. Traveling between states, you have to get a uh, certificate done normally by your veterinarian in your home state uh, that verifies that your pet is healthy. It almost works like a um, like an import-export form that you have to have on you to travel. Luckily, this didn't come up for me, but I did have to have it. So I did have it. I'm, And I wouldn't have had this to fly. No. What if my vet isn't in office? Because it's literally December 22nd. You're fucked. I don't want to go back home. <laughs> you gotta see this. <laughs> but you gotta see it. Okay. You gotta. Okay. Uh, so you, you're gonna drive. Oh no, your car broke down. <laughs> I'm killing myself. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, dude. Do I have a knife? Good news, there's a direct train from wherever you are. Is it the Polar Express? <laughs> nope. Is Tom Hanks there? Amtrak does allow pets uh, for only $39 per route. Um, However, you can only have five pets per train. Uh, So you got to make that reservation in advance. Oh, Uh, yeah. You know, with all that advance notice. Luckily, someone else just got stuck in Hawaii for 90 days. (laughs) So they are not going to be on this train with their pet. You're able to get in there. And the important thing... Is that this flight, How this, this train, however, is eight hours from your house. So it's an eight-hour train ride. You can only travel for seven hours by train with a pet. So you're going to have to do a seven-hour ticket, get off the train, spend like a night in a hotel, get an hour ticket. Your accumulated tickets, even if it's multiple trains, cannot surpass seven, seven hours. You finally got there. No. Why? What's the reasoning behind that? I don't know. I don't even like reindeer that much. Reindeer must be uh, at least eight weeks old, odorless, harmless, and not disruptive. So what if she's stinky? can't travel by train. so stinky. Because she's stinky. I bought a backpack. The backpack got there the day before I had to leave. I put Fefu in the backpack and got in the car. She's a cat. She couldn't stop me. I'm bigger than her. What was she going to do? She was stuck in both a backpack and a car. She was in two things. It was a cat backpack, to be clear. Uh, she didn't like it. was it. just a Jansport. <laughs> I had to wait for my transport. You're also not supposed to travel with your cat in the front seat. You want to travel in the back with them in the back because the airbag could hurt them. So I was like, oh, I took her in the front seat. I think my logic was that if we got into a (laughs) crash that deployed the airbags, we'd both be fucked anyway. You're like, if I'm going, she's going. What are we going to (laughs) do? We have to like, oh no, you get there. You're like, I got to see this. You bypass that stupid note your parents left you because it wasn't them. It was me. I was pranking you. I don't know why they agreed to print it out and put it on their door. And they did change their locks, I guess, as like a commitment to the bit. Of course. Aiden's gone though. Uh Uh-oh. Aiden went to Long Island or Staten Island. Which one do you need to take a ferry to? Staten Island? So the rest of my family is there, but Aiden's not? Yeah, no. And Aiden's the one who has the thing you guys see. No, I don't want to see it! But you gotta. But you simply gotta. Which means you're gonna have to take your cat. On the Staten Island Ferry? Yeah, well, first you gotta take a train. Well, let's see how long a train between uh, Tennessee... There's no trains in Knoxville! To, well, you're gonna have to get to a train. I mean, your other option is what? You can try to fly. <laughs> Do you think you're going to want to fly? No, I'm jumping into the fucking ocean and killing myself. From, from Knoxville, Tennessee? Good luck. Yeah, you just go through Greenville? Is that more than a seven-hour train? It is. It's a 14-hour train. So you're it's 14 hours and 50 minutes. So it's going to take you three days to do this journey by train. Okay. You finally made it. I'm now throwing you, her. Now you got to go on the ferry. I'm literally throwing her away. <laughs> So we're going to go on the ferry. You can So go- I couldn't... No, hold on. I couldn't leave her with my parents? No. Your father's deathly alert. No, he's not! Reindeer specifically. <laughs> Reindeer's the worst. 
So you're going to try to take your pet on the Staten Island Ferry. Okay. Yes, you can do that. There's no weight or size limit either, so you're fine there. Um, you're going to hop on that ferry. going to have to put it in its container, the carrier, and uh, stay there. However, it's free, so you don't got to worry about that. It's free. You take the ferry. It's free to get to Staten Island because Staten Island sucks, according to Pete Davidson. And you just go straight there. Woohoo! you got there. Aiden's there. He has his cat. How'd he do that? Who knows? <laughs> Aiden, your brother has Spud, and he shows you a cool dance. <laughs> He invented it himself. Is Spud also doing the dance? <laughs> no. Damn it, that's not even cool! I didn't gotta see that! Spud's actually boarded on Staten Island because he couldn't find a pet-friendly hotel. So yeah, this is just to clarify why it's so difficult. Um, why I had to stay at like four different hotels on my drive here with Beth. I know. Okay. I want to remind you that you yelled at me for my minigame not being related enough <laughs> to the movie at hand. Train. Christmas. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is as big of a part of this movie as a train. What about Christmas? He's the spirit of Christmas. This is all point of this. You got to get home for Christmas. Now, did it end up taking you, I think, like 120 days? (laughs) (laughs) It's now March. Yeah, but you got your cool dance. Uh, Yay. So now you both, you. Did I spend my birthday on a train? You're going to hop on uh, the, no, I think it would have been the flight to Hawaii. (laughs) Flight from Hawaii to New Zealand, maybe. You and Aiden are both going to take your cats on the ferry, fly, uh, get right back to an airport. Uh, you don't have a car anymore. That's a shame. Hop on flights and you can each take a flight all the way to your location. If you go into Chicago, good for him. You're flying back here. Spirit Airlines does do a direct flight and you can bring a cat aboard Spirit Airlines. So you can just hop on a Spirit. Like without any additions, Spirit Airlines just doesn't give a fuck. You can, I think you have to like ask them, but yeah, no, they're pretty much. However, if you take a cat, it counts as your carry-on luggage. Spirit Airlines, I think, flies fake planes. So you can't have anything. So you bring your cat and a purse. You have to check a bag. Now you also could have checked reindeer. So if you do that, you check a cat or a pet in cargo. They're like, yeah, we'll do that. Let your pilot know so they know to keep an eye on making sure the cargo won't kill your animal. So the pilot, so while the pilot, flying the plane... So, so the pilot doesn't do donuts. While flying the plane, the pilot's going to make sure it doesn't get too cold or too hot Aww. in the cargo. That's very nice of them. Hopefully, they do it well and the cat doesn't die. Yeah. You know what? At this point, look, I'm sure reindeer's lovely. Yeah. At this point, it would probably be a benefit for me for her to just die. Oh, I'm sorry. I also messed up something, which is that reindeer actually has a squished face. Like one of those little, like... Little snout, you know, mm-hmm. Persian cat. And so she can't be put in the cargo because there's not enough oxygen? She couldn't be on any of these flights. <laughs> well, that's on me for adopting. She's not allowed on any of these flights. Unethically. Well, maybe, no, you can't adopt unethically. I know, but those kind of ones are usually so specially bred that they rarely end up in shelters. So yeah. I probably purchased yeah, reindeer. Yeah, well, if you purchased reindeer, that's a whole Shut thing. Shut the fuck up. It's a whole other thing. People who purchase purebred cats are wild because what the fuck's a purebred cat? <laughs> Cats are free. Uh, yeah, so look, if you're going to get an animal, be prepared for it to ruin your life. If I, because I have looked into like maybe living in Hawaii or New Zealand for like a period of time since my job's remote, doesn't matter. And bringing Fefu would be such a pain in the fucking You're going to leave her with me, aren't you? No, I'm, my parents have said like if I wanted to leave her for a month with them, I could do that. But if I were going to move, I'd have to figure out how to get her to wherever I'm going. Yeah. So this was just to make me feel pity for you. This was an, an informational journey. <laughs> For all of us, really. You know who I'm sure would have let her on? The conductor. Does she have a ticket? Yeah. That if I were invited on the Polar Express. even an entirely ground route from Michigan to the North Pole? No, that's why they have to go on the frozen water. But it's only a small lake <laughs> that they could have gone around. It's a <laughs> contiguous fucking 
Find a good cat sitter, I guess. Cat sitters here are so expensive. Can I ask a question? Can I ask you a question? Have you ever... <laughs> are you staying here for Christmas in this scenario? Could you have been watching Reindeer this whole time? No, I'm watching Fev. And you can't watch both. I'm blind. <laughs> what has happened in the world of this game? You blinded Where me. Where one, we don't live together anymore, but you still have my apartment keys. No, we live together. You just can't handle both Beth cats alone. and reindeer hate each other. They can only get along if you're here specifically. They can only be here if the human to cat ratio is one to one. Yeah. As soon as they outnumber the humans, they just kill each other. Yeah. I'm blind also. Why? You blinded me. That's why I pulled this prank on you. I'm so sorry I did that. Yeah, I'm glad you are. That's why I made you fly for 120 days. I mean, you did. You had no idea Aiden was going to have such a cool dance. <laughs> There's no way you could have prepared for that. Why did he go to Staten Island? That's not your house or where he lives. Um, this movie made $300 million. Yeah. With a budget of like, what, 170? Uh, exactly, yeah. Exactly 170. So good. Um, it didn't, it kind of underperformed when it first released, but with re-releases and DVD rentals and all of that shit, it uh, became extremely profitable. What'd you learn? I learned if you order the mint mojito coffee <laughs> from Phil's Coffee, you're going to get an entire... Oh, I'm sorry. Let's do the final mint count. We'll say that's what I learned. <laughs> one three-inch stem. One three-and-a-half-inch stem featuring one, two, three, four, five, six, seven leaves. One leaf. Two leaf. An additional two leaves. She's chugging. She's chugging. Oh, my God! It's got to be like 15 total. The entire bottom of my cup is covered in leaves. Um, I learned back in 2021... Um, that the characters of the Polar Express are not a mutation in the classic sense. We do not watch them transform from human to non-human, but instead they simply seem non-human to start. When discussing mutation as a form of biological horror, mutation and metamorphosis feed into each other, Cruz states that one prominent manifestation of a physical abnormality is a loss of symmetry. We have a natural appreciation for symmetry, a balance in proportions, whereas the lack of it is often an undesirable trait. I also mentioned Jar Jar Banks in this chapter. Good. Because before this movie... Um, motion capture was used for Jar Jar Binks and Gollum. She's eating the mint leaves. Oh like a fucking horse. She's chewing on her cud. One, two, three, like four, a cow. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. And so as the most 14, pointed 15, to example 16, of the 17, uncanny valley from the last two decades, the Polar Express 18, exemplifies 19, how animation, even when produced with good intentions, can elicit 20, fear and unease through the visceral reactions of body mutation, causing the primary response to the movie to be horror, not comfort, and explaining why it becomes such a delicate topic around Christmas time. Answer is 27 leaves and about seven inches worth of stem. Um, my advisor said that this chapter was better than every other chapter I wrote in my thesis. Is that <laughs> so, mean? Like a little bit. <laughs> He went, yeah, the Polar Express chapter is just kind of better than all the other ones. I learned that trains are defined by how many wheels do and do not move. <laughs> I also learned that, actually. Um, where can we find you? Uh, you can find the podcast on TikTok at Stop You Ruining It. You can find me on TikTok at Saved by the Delps, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at Delaney Sears. Or you can find me in a mystical train car with multiple Tom Hanks's. Now, let me ask you this. Is it on our uh, is it on our TikTok or your personal TikTok that you're getting absolutely lambasted? Oh, being called a misandrist? Yeah. Oh, that's on my personal TikTok. Okay. So uh, go bully Delaney if you hear this. No. Uh, and uh, re-listen to the Midsommar episode. <laughs> And then call me a misandrist on the internet. Or you can go into our personal TikTok where someone said, get off the internet forever. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, our next movie is a movie that sucks. Um, it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Our next movie is Love Actually. I love Love Actually. I actually love Love Actually. So you just lied is what you did. No, it doesn't. So here, we're, we're going to get it's, to it. It's a, two, it's a very 2003 movie. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff when it comes to me on that one. <laughs> Mainly, honestly, maybe, maybe it's the girl named Natalie. No, oh. it's the yeah, it's the fact that Hugh Grant calls the girl named Natalie chubby, and everyone else does the whole time, even though she is maybe a size six, maybe. Uh, and that entire fucking card scene is one of the creepiest and most awful things ever. It's fine. And it's the Christmas the spirit. No, um, hopefully I'll have twice the amount of leaves. This was in a medium coffee, by the way. <laughs> if you work at Phil's Coffee, I'm sorry. If you work at the Phil's Coffee... If you work at Phil's Coffee, you might be my brother, in which case, why did you have to go to Staten Island to do a little dance? <laughs> Come on, man. You couldn't film a video of it? You why did gotta I gotta see, see this? <laughs> did you feel like it was worth seeing? No! <laughs> it was such a short dance, too. It was a 15-second dance. It was dance. the Pete Davidson doink-doink dance. Doink-doink? Kill me. Doink-doink-doink. Bye! Bye! Bye.